five by five. Hello, heroes. Before we get into the actual episode of the show, uh, we have some comments uh, regarding some of the creators and staff involved. Hi, everybody. So one of the things about working with art and particularly popular culture right now is that we've had a lot of really upsetting revelations about a lot of people that feel like we thought we knew on television, even though that was never really true. And in regards to Buffy, there have been two specific things that have been really troubling to hear. The first, of course, being that Eliza Dushku recently came out publicly and saying saying that she had been abused as a young girl when she was a young actress. And I know my heart really goes out to her, but it seemed weird to do this episode in which Faith as a character will appear without saying that. And then, of course, the other upsetting thing is that Joss Whedon, who is the creator of Buffy, has been one of the men in popular culture who has been alleged to have done some pretty shitty things to the women in his life. And basically, I think it's it's fairly clear at this point that he is not nearly as feminist as I think a lot of us hoped that he would be. And my feeling about that is, and about Buffy in particular, was that it was incredibly hard for me to hear this because Buffy is really, really important to me, as I will talk probably a lot about later. And, you know, we can't really separate, we can't do all the work like today on this podcast separating art from artist. But the other nice thing about Buffy is that when you go back and look, the thing about Buffy is that a lot of the reason that it is so cool for women and so important is because a ton of it was actually written by women. And we think of Joss Whedon as being the guy in charge, but that's mostly because we always give credit to the guy in this kind of situation. But in fact, Marty Knoxon and Jane Espenson, who are two of the major writers on Buffy, and who probably wrote your favorite episode, like almost certainly, Ban Candy, most of season three is Jane Espenson, a lot of season six is Jane Espenson, they both went on to do amazing things. They're a lot of the heart and soul and voice of Buffy. They made a lot of the big creative decisions in Buffy, and they have faded into the background while we think of Joss Whedon as the guy that created this kick-ass show about a girl vampire slayer. So screw that. Yay to Marty. Yay to Jane. Screw Joss Whedon. He sounds like a jerk, but I'm glad that Buffy's here. Hello, heroes, and welcome to a very special episode of Adventure. We are going to be playing an episode of Buffy, uh, and this week, we have my friend, Sarah Stout, who will be filling in as GM. Uh, Sarah, why don't you say hi to the people? Hi, everybody. Are you, what, why are you making that face? I don't know, because then you reminded me that I'm actually GMing this, and I suddenly got nervous. You GM all the time. Yeah, but not on podcasts. Whatever, Sarah. <laughs> um, why don't you talk about your, who you are and your stuff? Um, hopefully, at this point, I'll have mastered the introduction. Uh, it seems unlikely, but. I don't think so. Um, yeah, uh, I'm Sarah Stout. I, by day, I am a lawyer for children. I'm a criminal defense attorney for kids on the west side of Chicago. So that's cool. Uh, and then I, um, and then by night and day, I'm a huge nerd and Buffy fan. Uh, I do have two podcasts of my own because Pranks and I have a podcasting disease where we seem to like suddenly just create more and more podcasts. My two podcasts are The Immortals and, uh, in which me and a bunch of friends 
review the top 1001 movies, songs, albums, TV shows, and foods that you're supposed to consume before you die in a desperate attempt to allow us to, you know, die. We play immortals. It's a thing. The conceit is that they're immortals. That's this the is whole, not that's the whole This jam. is not a snuff podcast. <laughs> that's, that's the whole jam. Um, my other my other podcast is Ad Absurdum, where me and an old friend from law school tackle uh, legal issues in pop culture, like how much Jurassic Park owes in tort liability, which is a lot. Uh, yeah, you can check them both out on theartimmortal.com. Cool. Thank you so much. Uh, and as I said, Sarah will be GMing um, and Yay. being Buffy as well. Yes. And various other side characters. Uh, to Sarah's left, I know directions, uh, is Lindsay. Hello, uh, I'm Lindsay Simon. Uh, by day, I work in quote unquote nonprofit communications, promoting the value of libraries and transforming communities. How appropriate. Uh, I know. Um, although, I feel like they could use the library in slightly more. Okay, we can cut that. Um, no, we don't have to. <laughs> uh, libraries, in addition to having old books, also have digital resources and are used to transform the lives of. Uh, people who might not have access to computers and they're and there are hardly any demons that you can fall in love with on the internet these days it's really true i sadly disagree um anyway by night i don't really do anything oh that was a good bit that's very good keep going keep going okay uh yeah by night i don't do anything this is my first ever uh rpg and my first ever podcast but i am great so you guys are gonna love this um, I don't have any plugs, um, of my own, but I would like to take the time to plug, um, ordering 20 washcloths for $10 on Amazon so that you can wash your face with a different towel every night and feel like a famous duchess. Um, and also the Norwegian teen drama Scam, which you can watch via a sketchy Google Drive and it's the best and everyone should love it and talk to me about it. I'm going to leave in the part where you hug Lindsay. Um, uh, to, I know directions. To my left. Hi. How did you know I was talking about you? What? Uh, I'm your my, left. To my left uh, is my good friend Aaron Amendola. Do you want to? Now, was, now you agree with I, me. Yeah, yeah. I am your good friend. <laughs> For a second, I was like, all right, good friend, best friend, just friend. Like, I've gotten work friend before, and it's very awkward. I feel like work friend would be a vast overstatement of what it is we do. Yeah. it's it, What we do is not work. It is play. Yeah. Hey, everybody. My, my name play is, friend. Yeah, my play friend. <laughs> don't love that. Keep it. I guess it's better than sex friend. Well, I don't know. We'll try it sometime. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Aaron Amendola. I am a part of the Versus the Universe Network. I produce a variety of different things. I do audio, video, I write, and uh, I recently got into game development. Depending on when this uh, episode comes out, you can catch my first game on Kickstarter. It's a riotous new party game called Earworm, where we ask you to vocalize your favorite songs from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today, <laughs> and make sure that your team can understand what you're saying. It's super fun, and you should give us money for it. Awesome. And uh, you will be playing? I'll be playing, oh, oh, just, I saw the name and I got sad. I'll be playing Alexander xander harris okay enough said about that yeah uh and sitting next to you is hi everybody this is liz brodzinski i am going to be playing willow rosenberg when i'm not playing willow rosenberg in a podcast i am a lawyer for trademarks and i am what do i do I forget. You do oh, other podcasts. I have a podcast with Aaron, actually, who is my fiance. Uh, we have a podcast called The Cooperatives, where we play cooperative games and talk about the trials and tribulations of playing cooperative games with a significant other. It's really fun, and y'all should check it out. 
And I believe we're going to have a Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, game episode coming out soon. We are. We've already done one Buffy board game, but there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and as always, I am your host, Pranks Paul. Uh, you can find me on this show and another show called Never Tell Me the Pods, where I pretty much talk about Star Wars, uh, which is something that I don't do unless it's on the show. That's a lie. Um, that is a lie. Um, oh, Twitter handles. If we have, if we oh, yeah. have, oh yeah, I don't tweet. I'm trash. She doesn't tweet. She's trash. Lindsay uh, at Lindsay L I N D S E Y letter J Simon, but don't follow me. It's really bad. Okay, <laughs> Aaron. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at I'm Aaron J. Liz? And I'm at Paperback Lizard. Awesome. And you can follow me at Rogue TLDR, or you can follow this show at Adventure underscore OSN. And if that's wrong, I'll fix it later. Cool. Mm-hmm. Should um, we do Snapchat handles? No. Lindsay, you can put your Snapchat handle. <laughs> do you want it? I was no. just kidding. Do you want to put your Snapchat <laughs> handle up there? Absolutely not. Never. Um, okay. Do we want to do this? The generation oh. doubt becomes clear. <laughs> Into every generation a Snapchat Slayer is born. I don't understand Item. how it works. <laughs> uh, what are we doing now? Are we playing a game now? Is we this should... what we're supposed to do now? Yes, that's the thing we're doing. Oh, we have to explain this dumb game. Yes. Okay. Yes. Tell us is... what's at stake. Okay. I so see what you did you there. Stop. You stop right now. Oh. oh, it's a pun. You did a pun. I liked what Aaron said. It uh, has a double meaning. So, um, anyway. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I have decided to run this lovely episode of Adventure in a system called Monster of the Week. Uh there are a lot of Buffy games out there, and there is a Buffy RPG. I found them a little crunchy, meaning a little bit too um, numbers focused. Numbers focused for us, because mostly on adventure we dick around and roll dice sometimes. Hey, I mean, <laughs> um, but Monster of the Week is cool. Uh, it is a system that's based on the um, it's based on the Powered by the Apocalypse system, and um, which basically just means that. It doesn't roll a d20. It rolls 2d6 and adds stuff to it. Um, you might remember the Powered by the Apocalypse system for Monster Hearts, which was a CW-esque uh, episode, a series of episodes that One Shot did. However, um, you're not going to... Um, we, we decided not to go with Monster Hearts for a specific reason, Sarah, because we went with Monster of the Week as opposed to Romance. Yeah, so Monster Hearts is very, um, is very like everybody's in love with each other, and that's what it's really about. Um, and Monster of the Week is much more um, action-y. And Buffy, like, although what I love the most about Buffy is often the crazy romance, uh, Monster Hearts is mostly romance-focused. And while Buffy has great romances and hot mess romances as well, um, it is primarily an adventure show. Uh, they they kill stuff every week. And Monster of the Week has really robust monster-building stuff. And is it, it's a game that was built to play Buffy. And the creators basically say... Like, this is what this game is for, as well as for, I'm sure, creating wonderful other adventures. Uh, but we're, we're going to play Buffy. Uh, there's not um, really a lot to say from a listener's perspective. This is a game where I'm going to geek out. I'm going to game geek out for just a sec on the logic that we are on a gaming network. Uh, this is a uh, this is a game that has a lot under the hood, but on the table, there's um, it's all very narrative. Would so you say there's a lot going on behind the screen? I would say there's a lot going on behind the screen. Um, the... Uh, the <laughs> All you're going to hear, or all you should hear, is like a fun collaborative storytelling narrative with some dice rolling to make decisions. So the GM, on the other hand, has a lot of um, sort of... The game does a really good job of telling you, as a GM, you know, these are the things that you need to build into your world to make it vibrant, and then just let the hunters, which is what they're called, the GM is actually called the Keeper, but I will forget that almost certainly, uh, they can sort of do what they want, and there's a backbone that I know about that exists in the world about what the monsters are doing behind the scenes that's very lightweight and easy to manage 
and I like Bucky's hair that I um I I have. So I really love this game. I'm now like super obsessed with it. Um I also love it because I haven't needed to give any of you guys the source book and I'm completely confident we can play without any problem, which is great. Dope, 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 dope. With uh with all that out of the way, do you want to just Yeah. Uh so we should do the theme song. Buffy nerd. So for those of you who care, uh, this is a season three episode, uh, which means everybody's still in high school. They're all seniors. They're all about to graduate. Not everybody's in high school. Well, that's true. Faith's not in high school because Faith's a bad girl. But but Faith has not yet killed anybody. Spoilers, by the way. If you're listening to this, you haven't seen Buffy. Like, don't. Um, but don't don't listen to this. Not don't see Buffy. Yeah, see Buffy. Then listen to this. But whatever. Anyway, uh, this episode takes place. Right after Helpless, which is that crazy episode where Buffy loses her powers, and it's like a horrifying horror episode about her 18th birthday. It's around the same time that, like, they're doing, like, they're, they're basically just running around hi- high school being, like, trash versions of themselves. Willow and Xander have recently made out in a basement, which has made everybody very unhappy. Uh, like, just everybody. Willow and Oz yeah, Giles are, doesn't really care. Giles doesn't really care. Uh, Willow and Oz are back together. Um, Cordelia hates Xander a lot. Like, a lot. Anya has recently become a human. Like, very recently. And is now failing math class. Uh, Faith is sort of hanging around being angsty and pretending to be cool. Not pretending. Um, sure. Uh, mm. And um, Buffy and Angel are doing, like, sad, sexy Tai Chi in a church and not banging right. and having a lot of feelings. And Giles just could not care less about anyone's feelings because the mayor's attacking and is gonna, like, kill everybody yeah. or whatever. And They're sp- learning that you can't fight City Hall. Right. And Spike is still out of town. Spike is out of town. Spike's yeah. out of the picture right now. Um, yeah. And that's, like, and we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're in a, we're in my favorite part of Buffy. So, um, uh, yeah, which is why Buffy is still recovering, as you will hear from her her harrowing experience, and therefore uh, Faith's gonna have to kind of have to step in and and do a little do a little you know number one Slayer action. So what's the first shot? And okay. it says, and underneath it says, uh, written by Sarah Stout. Oh God. Um, yeah. So it actually opens on a montage, which I'm going to let each of you sort of narrate, which is the four of your uh getting up routines. So I'll say it starts with Buffy. Buffy gets up. She's um, clearly sort of uh, worn down. Like she's like tired in a way that you don't usually see Buffy. She stands up. She like wraps like a wound that's on her arm. She looks in her ha- She looks in the mirror. She just like doesn't look great. She's got like, she's got a zit on her nose that she's like not a big fan of. And then she like puts on some makeup, like, t- like messes at the zit a couple times, but can't like do anything with it. And then it fades to 
uh, Faith's Day waking up. Okay, so the shot is a direct parallel of everything that Buffy did, except it's Faith's own twist on it. So uh, where Buffy, like, rolls out of bed and she's kind of, like, you know, sleepy and groggy and stuff like that, the shot that you see uh, is um, there's, like, a bed and then all of a sudden two legs shoot up and Faith, like, jumps out of bed. Uh, and then she walks up to um, a mirror that uh, is right next to her incredibly crappy, crappy, crappy hotel room that she's staying in. She looks at it, and her hair's great, even though she's slept. Um, and she goes directly to the bathroom, steps over, like, a giant pile of dirty clothing, um, and then, like, just slams the door open and then turns the shower on. Okay, when Faith looks in the mirror after the shower, she, too, sees a really noticeable large zit on her nose uh, what does she do about that she sees a she sees a zit like a big zit like a like a like a people would comment kind of zit mm-hmm. like it's right there on her face okay uh she picks up the mirror and she okay. smashes it okay and then she walks into the bathroom okay does she does she go out of the house zit zit and all she's good she's showering cool uh and then when she's done uh she's gonna get out of the shower drop the towel on the floor uh and then change into i assume leather pants because that's, that's face steel. Uh, she pulls on a revealing top with, I'm pretty sure she's got like a, she's got a crop top on. That's, yeah. that's what's happening. Uh, and then she has her like, uh, Slayer, uh, necklace with the cross on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she takes like two stakes and just shoves them into her pockets. Um, and she puts on the boots that she wears and then she opens the door and then slams it with Slayer strength and the do- the lock kind of breaks and she strides off. Into- I assume this is all to some sort of like kind of like hard rock it's a 90s hard a rock 90s anthem hard rock, yeah. hard rock kind of sitch so what about anya we don't see a lot of where Anya's living in season three but i am sure there are ideas uh anya wakes up screaming something in old norse we don't know what because we wouldn't understand but it's something very profane um she's in a really nice apartment that she kind of i guess was able to get um when she was still a demon sort of trick the people to moving out and now it's hers because of hashtag squatters rights um (laughs) so she gets out of bed um she sees a butterfly on the windowsill and kills it um because she likes to start the day off with a murder um is so good (laughs) um she goes through the closet of uh the person who i guess used to have this house um and picks out like a blue silk camisole because it's the late 90s um kind of looking disapprovingly at the options in the closet but figures if she has to have a human body she might as well be shiny so i think you make the pattern by now but anya also Mm -hmm. looks in the mirror i assume while she's doing her makeup because she wears makeup like she looks good Mm -hmm. um and she also sees a like really obvious zit on her forehead like it's big like it's big people would comment and it is probably the first zit anya has had in 500 years right because she's been a demon she is now a human and i just don't i feel like when you're a demon you don't have skin conditions now she has to deal with being a teenager again does she cover it up what is what is her action she starts by yelling at it sure yeah. she assumes that she's gonna die because she doesn't know what this right that's fair globule is uh and then she tries stabbing at it with some like sewing scissors uh, oh no um it it uh it breaks and as zits do when they pop it gets it's like worse like it's like way way worse and now it's even bigger on her face and i that's 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 where that's where it's at why is this <laughs> because we're playing we're we're this is a very special episode of buffy about teenage insecurity uh what about xander uh sponsored so- by clear <laughs> 
Uh, so Xander uh, is woken up by his alarm clock, and it's like an OLP or Jim Blossom's B-side that's playing. Uh, and he swings up out of bed. He uh, goes over to his closet, opens up the closet door, and there's nothing but white undershirts and blue button-downs. <laughs> uh, and he takes, uh, he, he takes like, 10 minutes trying to decide which one to wear, and he doesn't know, and he finally picks one out. Uh, he puts on a pair of loose-fitting boot-cut jeans and, uh, and black shoes, and finally goes to the bathroom because the last, the last part of his day is uh, brushing his teeth and getting ready to go. I'm glad he brushes his teeth. That would, like, I don't know that, that I wouldn't be sure about that with Xander. You, you really wouldn't, right? Yeah. Like, it's not clear. Maybe He's, this is, like, one day a week. That makes sense to me. This is his toothbrushing day. This is his weekly shower. Uh, For so, sure. So he, he went and did that. And uh, as, he, as he closes the bathroom mirror, he sees that there's a big old zit right on the top of his nose. He does and, indeed. And he just says... Ah, seems like the flavor of the week is to put Xander down today, like things couldn't get harder for me. Well, let's see what the world has in store for me. I'm sure it's just going to be a crap sandwich. Okay. Xander's got a lot of feelings. Xander's very, his voice is very good. So, <laughs> it's good. It's good. And how, how does Willow, how does Willow start her day? So, do you, the first scene is a close-up of a light switch in a darkened room, and you see the light switch start to wiggle a little bit. And eventually it just clicks on. And then you pan over to Willow, who's lying in bed with a big smile on her face like she just got this switch to click on by using a little bit of magic. So then she climbs out of bed, stretches, goes into the bathroom. She's going to get ready for her shower. She takes the shower. When she comes back in, she comes back out of the shower. She wipes the mirror off and sees a big zit forming on her face. Mm. You know, Willow actually sees it like it's like weird to her because she actually sees it grow. Like she didn't wake up with it. It's like she sees it gets big, get bigger on her face, which may make her think that she's kind of crazy. But that's what she sees. So she sees it getting bigger. She's like, that's weird. But she quick looks out the door, shuts the bathroom door to make sure that no one can see her. And then she stares intently into the mirror and mutters a few words, waves her hand in front of the face. And suddenly you can't see the zit anymore. Uh, roll use magic. So you're going to roll 2d6 plus your weird. Oh, that's bad. That is a six. Right. So in Apocalypse, uh, empowered by the Apocalypse, anything below a seven is a failure. Um, a six and below, to be clear. Uh, so the zit does disappear briefly. Oh, no. Uh, then when it comes back, it's blue. Uh, so now you have a blue zit. That's on your face. Oh, cool. no. And that's there. And that's there. And it's time to go to school. And you're going to be late to your first grade class. Oh, like, no. go, go, go. Uh, okay. Okay. I can figure this out. So she runs into her room, grabs her backpack, uh, peeks into her parents' room on the way out, sees a bottle of her mom's makeup, grabs it, and runs out the door. Cool. Can you tell me what Willow's outfit is? Yes, this is yeah. very important. Uh, Willow is wearing Keds with purple leggings yeah. and uh, sort of like a skirt that is maybe kind of like plaid and then a fuzzy pink sweater. Yes! The fuzzy pink sweater's rolled It's important. very important. Yeah. It's a very important sweater. With um, like a flower on it. With some, Yeah, with a flower and like some weird ribbons. <laughs> Bless her. Willow uh, is a treasure. The, the last shot of the montage is uh, Oz, who stands up out of bed. Uh, he is... Wearing the, he's wearing jeans and a shirt and a band shirt. When he gets out of bed, uh, <laughs> he, he shakes his hair, which then immediately falls into place. Looks in the mirror, sees a zit on the side of his cheek, 
shrugs your shoulders, and goes to school. Classic Oz. Because Oz is great. Um, so you all get to school. Uh, you all have... For, yes. What am I doing? I don't know. Somehow you end up at the high school. How do you end up at the high school? Oh, I probably am like... I go to the bronze immediately. And I'm like, like it's not open. <laughs> yeah. And it's not open. And um, I see that like I can't get in. And I start... I pull on the door hard enough to like open it, even though it's locked. And there's no one in there. And I shrug my shoulders. And then I head towards Sunnydale High. Because okay. I have nothing better to do. Because you have nothing better to do, which is sort of the story of Faith's life in season yep. three. Is like, I could just actually go back to school, which would be a reasonable thing to do. But no, I'm not going to. I'm just going to hang around like a loser. I'm allergic to paperwork. So you all have your first period classes. Uh, is probably failing math. Uh, as you look around, you notice that like, like there's definitely something happening. Like maybe like something in the air. There's seem you know you are not the only people who just look like they've sort of woken up on the wrong side of the bed. Everyone is looking a little uncomfortable. Some of the girls are wearing a little bit of extra makeup. Uh, and you eventually reach whatever period of the day it is that all of you either skip class every day or, like, happen to all have free and go <laughs> hang out in the library with Giles. And you walk in there and see Buffy, who has, of course, skipped all of her classes because Buffy does not go to class and is not particularly smart. Uh, Buffy is, like, trying to train with Giles openly in the school library in the middle of the day because that's reasonable. Uh, as soon as Xander walks in, he just says, Oh, hey, Buff. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Ah, <sighs> Xander, uh, how lovely to see you. Xander, like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? Uh, why don't you take a big honking look at my nose, Buff? We get zits. Deal with it. Wait, that's what these are? Zits? Well, I don't know what yours is. What did you, Anya, what did you do to it? Scissors? No, no, Anya, no, no. Meanwhile, Willow just sort of like slinks in through the door and like walks purposely with the zit side facing away from everybody so that they can't see that it's blue. And just has she put concealer over it? So it's like, it's like, and she's not great with makeup. So it's not, it's not good. Okay. Is this on my nose? Yeah, it's okay, big. Right. It's on your nose. Yeah, so. I don't think. Do we establish where it's on your cheek? It's okay. on it's your cheek. Okay, it's in, it's in, mine's it's on in, my nose. Yours right Damn. on your nose, like right on your nose, like like in the middle of your face, your pretty pretty face. Hmm. Part of the reason I picked this I theme is because no one ever has zits on zits on on TV, and like in high school, like everybody has bad skin days, and That's it's why really embarrassing. Lady Bird is a revolutionary film because they there don't care cover up Shersha's acne. Uh, so when um, Giles notices that uh, Anya's here, yeah. so he uh, turns around, looks at Anya, and gives her kind of a look and says, like, Anya, uh, don't you have some vengeance to do? I don't want to talk about it. Ah, uh, neither do I. So is this the time we trade in our Scooby jerseys for the Zit Squad or what? Um, I mean, I was looking around. You think maybe, like, it just, there's something in the air or something? Like, everybody looks bad today at this like the doors swing open and faith uh strides in faith has like a silk scarf wrapped around the bottom of her face and she turns towards buffy and says sup b not everyone hi faith uh what are you doing here she lifts up the bottom of her scarf and like blows a big bubble gum bubble and it pops and then says bronze is closed it's nine in the morning so it was closed Oh my god so like all right Bryce, i'm just because you actually do a good giles and i like it mm-hmm. uh giles is uh through this entire episode giles until until proven otherwise giles believes that everybody is overreacting and these are zits and they should get the fuck over themselves. okay so so giles uh giles turns to faith and says ah faith how lovely to see you during daylight hours uh now if you've all quite finished carping about whatever teenage problems you have uh, i believe we have work to do teenage problems doc look at me 
No one's going to want to talk to me if I got a big honking zit on my nose. Yes, what else is new? So, I mean, these have got to be, like, guys, I don't, I don't have bad skin, says Buffy. And she starts just, like, she's, like, she's clearly just, like, kind of sad and kind of beat down because her hands are all wrapped. And she's, like, so, like, I mean, what? This is demons, right? This is demons. Definitely demons. I mean, I'd like to think it's demons. This is really unusual for me, too, but I Why is yours blue? I don't know. It's Whoa, just weird. check out red. It and was Faith like, that like when leans I woke in. Up. Faith like leans in and like she's about to poke it. Don't touch me. Look, the slayers, they don't usually have any kind of problems like this, right? You're not supposed to get sick. I mean, Buffy, maybe yours is explained by well Ugh, I can't believe that as well as not being able to punch anything, I also have to have acne. Like really? But that's how today is going. Right. The fact that Faith also has one, there's something kind of weird about this. Hey, why can't we just say that Slayers aren't perfect? Maybe they got to be taken down a peg. See how us humans feel every now and then, huh? Uh, Buffy trips Xander and he falls on his face. (laughs) Nice work, B. I do what I can. Anyway, I wonder if there is some kind of demon that actually, I don't know, creates acne? I believe it's called adolescence. You know, I think there has been a demon called acne. And I remember how we defeated it before. Neutrogena. At this, Cordelia storms into the library, quickly, like, avoiding Xander. Cordelia does not just have one zit on her face. Cordelia has one zit originally that has been covered up with concealer. She then has another one, and another one, and another one, and another one. And it's getting really bad. And she walks in and she says... What is going on? I have tried every clear cleaner I've ever used. I have tried every piece of makeup I've ever had. I cannot look like this, Buffy. You have to fix it. What is going on? What is wrong with this school? It's happening to Harmony 2. The prom is coming up. You have to fix this. Wait, has anybody seen any students that don't have a breakout today? No. I mean, like, Cordy, you... <laughs> You have it the worst, hon. It definitely looks worse on you. And Anya, Anya's is definitely growing. And you, you look. If, if uh, we can see that yours is it has healed over and is indeed like growing oh, just a little bit. But like, Giles looks around and says, "Hmm. Well, I cannot deny that uh, some of your cases are more pronounced than usual. But I assure you, this is all quite normal. I went through this experience as well." Uh, and as dreadful as it was, I don't think there's anything we need to do out of the ordinary. This is clearly some sort of transmittable teenage disease caused by too much kissing. Mm, I don't think that's the problem. Cordelia, did you have that many zits when you woke up? No, look, every time every time I tried to take care of one, there was another one that popped up, and every time that one got taken away there was another one that popped up and i just i need i can't i can't go outside until this is fixed and cordelia is clearly like freaking out a little bit because her perfect little face poor charisma carpenter's perfect little face that is perfect <laughs> and never ages mm-hmm. um i so at this point the bell rings um and this is sort of your game this is occurring uh what do you want to do about it you clearly, I, I sense that many of your characters believe this to be supernatural. Xander maybe just believes his life to be ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, when the bell rings, uh, Giles looks up and says, oh, thank heavens. Yeah. Um, but you guys are welcome to do any of the things that people in a Buffy episode do. Well, gang, I'm going to head to the bathroom. If anyone wants to join me, I'm going to be soaking up suds in my hands and washing my face. Ugh, no that's thanks. that's the way to defeat this thing. I, Anya, would love to trawl through my dark past. Cool. I like the idea that Anya said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I choose to believe that that is the case. 
Um, so you're gonna roll uh, mm-hmm. plus weird. So that's gonna okay. be um, you're gonna roll two d6, and then you're gonna add your weird, which is plus two. Okay. My first roll, you guys. Okay, you rolled a three. Now, there are a couple of things that can work with Dark Past. Uh, I oh, encourage no. you to take one that is fairly entertaining. Um, so you always have the option to re-roll and turn it into a 12. Like, basically mm-hmm. say, I automatically win by spending one of your luck. Uh, there's only four of them. Once you run out, bad things start happening to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that Dark Past works in this game, uh, Anya has a specific thing that allows her to look back in her Vengeance Demon past. Uh, and if she fails the roll, she can still ask me one of the questions that she gets to ask me about what's going on. Uh, but the answer is going to in some way involve the fact that this is Anya's fault. Or Anya's, like, knows about this. Or from her per- previous vengeance demon life. So, but you, what, the way it works is you get to ask me, mm-hmm. the keeper, one of these. And I will explain it to you in what you remember. We should call you the Watcher. What? We should the call watcher. you the Watcher. Oh, that's so much better. You're right. I would like to ask... When I dealt with this creature, or one of its kind, what did I learn? Okay, so here's what you remember. About maybe like 20 years ago, uh, you were called to be a vengeance demon. Not in Sunnydale, somewhere else. Uh, and you um, you were working like with somebody else. You were sort of like an apprentice, so you didn't do the magic itself. Like You were an assistant. Maybe to Halfrek, who was being a badass. Um, and... Uh, Wait, there. so that would have been like the 70s? Yes. Where is this? Okay, there, there is this a, be in Gibraltar? There needs to be a flashback with this the 70s be, clothing. In, in Gibraltar okay. in the 70s, because you know what? We have as high production values as we want, because we're a podcast. <laughs> this is the real Gibraltar, not a set. Yes. They went to Gibraltar for this. Uh, there are uh, Barbary macaques everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there are... Um, Mugging for the it's camera. In, it's in Gibraltar, so it's in, so there's everyone is speaking Spanish. There are subtitles. Uh, she's speaking Yanito, which is sort of... A, a lovely Fancy dialect form of, of Spanish. Spanglish. Uh, and what you remember is that a uh, a woman spurning her lover, um, who had made fun of her because her skin was not good, um, Halfrick called back some sort of horrible demon that you remember being a little too powerful for the task at hand, and cursed this boy with, like, he died. Like, he was covered in zits and he died. Oh that's God! How he died. That's, that's how he a hell died. of a zit. <laughs> that's how he died. He was covered in zits, and he died. So, does we all know this now, or no? Uh, this is what Anya remembers. Anya, so she's just remembering. This Anya, is like a flashback, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anya can choose to share this with the group <laughs> or not, or she can she, be Anya. She helped this happen. She does not know where. Like, she didn't call this demon to Sunnydale, but she's pretty sure that whatever it was, it is in fact a demon, and it is pretty dangerous. So if I want to share that, do I just like say that, and reg- or does it have to be tied? To, so like, you can just say it. You can that. just say it as Anya, um, mm-hmm. and everyone can react about their various vengeance demons' feelings. So okay. do you want to just relay that to the group? Well, isn't Xander in the bathroom being feeling sorry for himself right now? Xander can come back. Xander goes to leave, but he sees that no one is following him, so he just goes, turns back. Well, so Oz is here, right? So Oz could go with you. Oz is cool. He would. Oz is just Oz been sitting in the corner like Oz would not go with Xander oh, at this point. Yeah, Oz actually at some point. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oz and Xander are not friends. Oz mm-hmm. looks up and goes, It could be worse. Fair. Yeah. It Aww. could be worse. And then everyone has a lot of feels. Seth Green. Seth Green. Aww. Good Seth what Green. What a precious cinnamon roll. Cinnamon roll, Oz. really? That's yes. what we're going to use? Okay. Yeah. So, so you're telling us? So Anya <laughs> knows this piece of information. How does she relay this to the group? I don't know why I feel compelled to share this with you pathetic children but 
I have this memory of back in my vengeance days uh, over in Gibraltar, we cursed a young merchant who had cheated on his girlfriend. Uh, at this, uh, Oz looks very pointedly at Xander. Oh, Xander, shit. Xander, Xander moves away from Willow and just like sidles up around. Giles like, hey, buddy. And Willow just sits down and looks kind of miserable. You can continue. I just had to add some teen drama. He was a real bad Gibraltarian guy. Um, so we cursed him uh, with horrible acne, which is very problematic to have in Gibraltar. It's really socially uh, frowned upon. Um, but it got so bad that, and it got so bad that he, you know, you know. He died? Yes. He died of zits? It was very bad. Oh man, this is every teenager's worst nightmare. Uh, hearing that, hearing that this is what happened, uh, Faith had been sitting like in a chair, like with the chair backwards, uh, in like a cool person pose. But hearing that, like that was that the end the result, cool she like knocks the chair over and then stomps all the way over to Anya and said, and says, um, "Is this your fault? Did you whammy me? Is this some demon mojo?" I don't have demon mojo anymore, unfortunately. Uh, Faith like rolls her eyes, but she's like very sus- suspicious of Anya. Her hand goes down to her stake. Oh, boy. Wait a minute. This sounds kind of familiar. I feel like I read something about this once. Uh, do you want to roll... Um, do you want to roll... Uh, roll me investigate a mystery. I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so I get plus two on mm-hmm. that. So I rolled seven. Plus two is nine. Great. So... um. What are you most interested in knowing about? There's like a list of questions. Is there something in particular right. that you think you've read before? Um, yeah. What sort of creature is it that can do this? So you like think about all of your different like things that you found on, you know, the dark internet. The dark web. The dark web where you spend all your time. <laughs> and you spend a lot of time on like forums with like Sumerian gods. About, like, what they all do and, like, demonology and, like, 95% of it is bullshit, but you get to, like, glean the good stuff out of there. You go on on the computer and you start looking things up and you start to look up, um, like, something, like, jogs your mind and you're like, I should look up disease monsters. Like, this is, like, a disease. Like, it's, like, spreading from one, like, it's spreading from one person to another. And so you start... Well, not Googling, because this is 1999, but, like, ask Jeevesing. <laughs> Alta Vista. Like, Alta Vistaing. <laughs> I think I'm searching a particular forum yes. that I spend a lot of time on. Um, and you pull up, uh, you pull up just, like, this Sumerian god named Nurgle. Uh, Nurgle. Nurgle. And you're like, Nurgle, the god of disease. And there's, like, a lot of stuff, including some very hair-raising drawings of, like, a Cthulhu-like creature. Oh, Nurgle. Uh, didn't he hang out with Garfunkel? <laughs> and nobody laughs. Nobody. Nobody a, laughs. He's a Sumerian god. Um, he's, well, notorious for impending doom created by diseases to everyone he comes into contact with. Yeah. Uh, Giles takes off his glasses. He takes out a cloth, starts polishing them, puts them back on, sighs, and says, without... Now, how did you come across this information? Oh, you know, it was just, um, you know, I was doing some homework and I was using the internet. Uh, his his glasses go down a little bit. I spend a lot of time on the computer. Yes, uh, we shall discuss this later. Hmm. Buffy sighs and goes, well, look, whatever this is, I don't see anything that I can punch. She goes, 
Admittedly, I can't punch much, but I certainly don't see anything that Faith can punch. So. Uh, there's a loud, like, uh, bubblegum thing and then a pop. Um, so, uh, Faith, are you going to patrol tonight? Oh, okay, let's explain that. Okay, yeah, so uh, Lindsay made a really good point about how uh, Anya doesn't actually come out as Avengers demon. Come out? Is that a word? I don't know. Sure. She's not revealed Reveal to be Avengers demon. She's not revealed to be Avengers demon, demon until Doppelgangland, which is a couple episodes later, but what up? This is fanfic. This is the cast we wanted. Uh, this is the cast we wanted. I want Faith and Anya to be frenemies, friends. I don't know what I want them to be, but I want them to interact. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Anya, like, it is known. It is known that they that she is Avengers demon, uh, and they're all a little weird. She seems harmless. Her, but she seems like relatively harmless and has been wandering around the school for a couple weeks now without killing anybody. And everyone's like, kind of like, okay. Much to her chagrin. Much to her chagrin. Yeah. I imagine Xander is starting to think that she is attractive. Um. So, so... <laughs> I think Xander kind of like starts like slowly walking towards her and, and says, so what you're saying is that people that were unfaithful causes this thing to happen. And as he's drawing attention to himself, he immediately turns to Buffy and says, kind of sounds like a you and Angel situation if you ask me. Uh, while you're saying this, uh, a zit pops up on your earlobe. Huh. Looking good, X. So you found your Sumerian right. god, god Nurgle. So um, Anya... Have you heard of this Nurdle? You have. I have. You don't know much about him, but you are aware that these mm-hmm. things are connected. Yeah, we crossed baths back in the 17th century at a bar in Czechoslovakia. That wouldn't be called that then. A bar in Budapest. Uh, the show would know that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we crossed baths back in the 17th century in a bar in Budapest. Didn't really like the look of him, but we did kind of... Have sex. So at this, I will do a Giles quickly, but like at this, like Giles goes, hmm, I do see how this does begin to look a bit suspicious. Faith, do you plan to go slaying tonight? Sorry, I just got confused because you were Giles. Yeah, um, I'm taking Giles. Yeah, uh, Faith says, how late is the bronze open? Faith, why, why would I know how late the bronze is open? Good point. B, how late is the bronze open? Uh, the bronze is a all-ages club that also serves liquor that is apparently open from... Like, 7 p.m. until forever without a curfew. All right. Maybe I'll swing by <laughs> after, uh, after a drink or two. Through the Faith, graveyard. I, I should note that you are underage and should not be drinking. Good note, G-Man. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> um, Willow, Xander, and, well, I suppose Anya. Anya, right? Anya, I suppose you might have some useful information to help, help Faith with. Would, why don't the three of you tag along? It would be good for you to have some backup, Faith, and learn to work in teams. Yeah, I'm all about the teamwork. Will I get to kill someone? Uh, I suppose that... I like this girl! I suppose that Faith is in charge, so Faith can make that decision. Although, if you're going to fit into regular teenage society, I would suggest against the bloodlust. Yeah, usually when we go out hunting, we don't want a lot of blood on our clothes, but hey, we already got zits on our face, so why not? Different strokes. Buffy, what are you going to do tonight? I guess I'll... I'm sorry, that was so Willow. Yeah. <laughs> you did. That was so good. Buffy goes, I I mean, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll be at the bronze. I guess I'll have, you know, I'll have a normal night. Like, I don't have to be the Slayer all the time. I'll, I'll just, I'll be normal. I'll go dancing and maybe I'll meet a boy, but like, not really, but like, I'll, I'll be at the bronze. Right on, B. Another zit pops up on the back of Buffy's neck. Oh, no. Uh, I don't know what this is about. Um, but yeah, why don't we just, um, I'll see you guys at the bronze and 
then I guess you guys can go and, well, Faith, guess it's your show. Take the week off. Take the month off. Just wait. I got this, B. Well, and she turns to Willow and goes, keep an eye on yourselves, okay? Oh, you bet. Okay. Uh, at this, like, so Faith hears her. Yeah. Uh, at this, like, Faith's expression gets nasty. And then she, like, grabs Xander and Willow and with a meaningful look at Buffy and says, don't worry. I'll make sure they're just fine. And then she, like, turns around and s- storms off through the door. Excellent. Does this put Oz and Anya together? Uh, uh, Anya's going with Faith. Okay. Oz and Cordy and Buffy are going to be out of scene. But our next scene will be will be the slayage and the bronze. Um, I'm going to put it that Faith and... Faith and Co. That the, the four of you are going hunting before you go meet Buff at the Bronze because you know I don't know that makes sense. And as you're, um, it's a school night. Willow has homework. Willow does have homework, so um, Willow probably is like. Car- I also think that this is this is shown a couple times in season five, but I also think that Willow probably carries her homework with her when she goes yeah. slaying with. I Buffy. definitely am. So where where is the slayage happening? The slayage is going to be they're in like the um one of Sem- Sunnydale's many one cemeteries. One of Sunnydale's many cemeteries that is near the high school. Like uh-huh. you can see Sunnydale High <laughs> High in the background. They don't even have to move the bodies right. that no, far. No, it's really easy. And this is actually where many of the students are buried even though buffy's <laughs> class has the lowest mortality rate of any class in, in the show is so good it's, so. this is the, the this is the graveyard that's just for the teenagers who die of mystical causes so i like I, the idea there's a teen graveyard so willow is actually sitting on a bench in the cemetery working on homework while the patrolling is going on she's like looking up every now and then and then looking down at her book okay um as she's doing this i uh, the audience sees, but Willow does not yet notice um, a strange blob, a sort of pinkish gray blob slither across the front of Willow. Um, it's like a, it's like a tapeworm, but bigger. It's gross. It's a gross blob thing. Um, and the special effects are very bad. And the like special effects are very bad. Um, for, because this is, I imagine my boyfriend Austin will be listening to this. He came up with the idea for this monster, so blame him. Uh, these look exactly like the horrible monsters from the really bad Doctor Who movie from the 80s, where he fights like terrible CGI glob, like 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 gel monsters. It's that. That's what they look like. Um, so they it, it slithers in front of Willow. Uh, then we have another shot of one slithering behind Xander. Xander like hears something and like looks around. Um, and then we get a big, like, from, from the Buffy and Anya, um, looks around and here's a slither and it's up on her shoulder, like right next to her. What does Anya do? She tries to murder it. That makes sense. Okay. How does she try to murder it? Oh, I guess. So she starts digging around in her Prada handbag. Obviously. Looking for something. So she 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 probably shakes it off and now it's on the ground Mm -hmm. in front of you Mm -hmm. just for ease of. And and what what are you looking for? Your Prada handbag. Uh, she's pulling through her bag. She's a bunch of like weird runes, some just like empty folders with the word <laughs> math written on the front of them. Obviously, um, a fish, and then I guess um, a dead like a live fish. I feel like Nordic people eat fish a lot. That's fair. She has, like, like a maybe, salted fish, like kind a cod of concept? for lunch. Okay. Um, <laughs> she just has a fish in her Prada. Bag. Yep, yep, she does. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't see her using like. Tupperware no, that's extremely good. It's <laughs> extremely um, good. Maybe she can discover Tupperware later in the episode. Yeah. Anyway, she comes upon like a 
Oh, uh, mascara. Um, okay. And she uncaps it and then uses the wand thing um, to I, try to kind of poke at it. Okay. It, it like, squirts. It, like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, shirks away. And one of you yells, mm-hmm. Faith, as you see Anya mm-hmm. struggling with this. Uh, so Faith casually, like, leaps over a tombstone. Uh, she blows a bubblegum thing and it God pops. Uh, and then she turns around and says, Sup, Buffy Juniors? <laughs> at this, I imagine by this point, you are now all... Around the gross, horrible snake. You are all, like, I imagine one of you has tried to stomp on it by now. Uh, it moved, but it didn't seem to do anything. And Anya is poking it with mascara. Somewhat inexplicably, but Anya, you know. And um, what is what is what do, what do Faith and Willow do? Uh, so uh, Faith looks down and she sees, like, Anya struggling with it. Um, and then she says, I was looking for vamps, but uh, I guess I could freelance. So what do you want? Do you want to try and kill it? Yeah. How are you going to try and kill it? With my stabby implements. Okay. I've got a knife. Yes, yeah, you, uh, you have a knife. Um, roll me uh, act under pressure, which is cool 2d6 plus 2. Cool. I think you have two cool. Yeah, I have yeah. two cool. So I'm acting under pressure. Yeah. Uh, I got a nine. Okay. Um, you stab it, and it, uh, but you find that it seems to like slither around the knife and sort of reform, and you realize you haven't done any damage. But you are pretty sure you could pick it up and capture it and take it away. Um, uh, so I like grab the um, handle of the knife and then I'm like holding it up yeah, and, and it's, it's wriggling. Like, wriggling. Uh, Xander takes off his overshirt and tries to wrap it around the knife to like like ensnare it. Okay, we now have a a just snake with a knife in it and Xander's t-shirt, and that's where you're at. And very long eyelashes from does the it, mascara. Does anyone have a gross quote about the snake to to leave us out of this uh, commercial quote? commercial break? Oh with? my god, I have something, but it might be too much. Go. So so the last shot is like her holding this up, and there's a bunch of slime dripping down. Yeah. And then Faith just says, "I dated a guy like this once." And then we go Done. to commercial break. And we go to commercial break for something very silly. That's our show for this week, heroes. Tune in next time as our Buffy adventure continues. Adventure is part of the OneShot Network, which it shares with amazing shows like Design Doc. In Design Doc, you join hosts Tana Schaefer and Evan Rowland as they redesign a role-playing game. It's an experiment in public, participatory, analog game design. It's fun, it's messy, and you're invited along for the ride. See you next time, heroes. (laughs) 